Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What's going on, CEOs? Then you'll be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, we're here with Jay Feldman. Jay is a medical doctor and an entrepreneur. He's the founder of Otter Leads, which is ranked number one agency in G2, UpCity, and Clutch, where he focuses on B2B lead generation. He's also a health influencer and the founder of Otter PR and co-host of Mentors Collective. Today, we'll talk about PR, remote team building and marketing in general. I'm very excited for this chat, so let's get right into it. Hey, Jay, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? Doing really good. Thanks for having me, De Niro. Appreciate you. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Listen, Jay, I ask every single one of my guests to tell me what they were doing before they became an entrepreneur. I know your story is very interesting, so I'm very excited to ask you this question. So what is your story? Thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, I get asked this all the time. And then people, their minds are blown. Why would you ever do that? What a crazy path. Uh, so before I was an entrepreneur, my goal was be a plastic surgeon. This is something my grandma, my mom, my, my parents used to push me into. And I went that route for a long time. You know, you got the promise of a, of a good salary. You've got the respect. You've got the dignity. Your family and friends brag about you. You're useful. Uh, but I, I was a good student. I did it. I went all the way through medical school. I uh, didn't score in the top 1%. So I ended up going to a family medicine residency. I uh, did a year of training as a family medicine doctor before going into entrepreneurship full time. But I don't want to say it's before I was an entrepreneur because I learned business the year before I entered medical school. I took off and I started my first company. And that company grew and evolved all the way through medical school. And by the time I was a first-year resident, I was already managing 20 employees. I was already making more money than all of the doctors that I was working with, driving a, a cooler car than all the doctors. And it was not a great fit for a resident. That is not what they want to see in their medical trainees. So we were buttonheads and leaving after that one year was the, the easiest decision that I ever made. That is fantastic. And so right now I have you here because of uh, your PR business. And I know that a lot of my listeners have been trying to build a personal brand, have been trying to build a business either in the consulting world, but even selling products or services. Yes. And so uh, I know how important it is, but you are, I believe, the best person that I can actually have on my podcast to talk about this. So can we just start you know, simple question here. Uh, why is PR useful for someone that's starting out and asserting their value in the market? You got to stand out nowadays, especially as a as an entrepreneur, you're trying to sell a product service course. And what is going to make somebody buy from you instead of your competition? First, you have to instill trust. And there's a few different ways to instill trust in your buyer. You can have a YouTube channel where you share your expertise with listeners over an extended period of time. 
But the quickest way to do it is to get validation from others whom your customer already trusts. Mm -hmm. And that is essentially PR. And the best, fastest way to do that is by leveraging well-known media publications. It's one thing for you, De Niro, to raise your hand and say, look how awesome and trustworthy I am. Buy my stuff. It is an entirely other thing for Forbes to write an article about De Niro and why he is the best in his field, why he is the most trusted expert, and why he is worth what you're asking your customer to pay for. Uh, so that's essentially how I recommend entrepreneurs go about personal branding. Yeah, you need a good social media presence. You need to look professional. You need to look like an expert. You need to look successful. But more than that, you need to have validation from somebody other than yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. I think this is absolutely important. And even when it comes, some people I hear, oh, well, I already get some clients. It's not a big deal. But reality of fact is that you're probably not charging what you're worth, especially if you're starting out. And so to start, you know, getting that value in the market, yeah, maybe you're going to have the same five to 10 big clients, but a big client before they've only been a couple of thousand dollars, a big client right. after you start asserting your value in the market and getting third party validation, it's going to be a completely different uh, story. And of course, once you start charging more, you're probably going to have, you know, the, the, the margins to start hiring staff members. And this is actually taking me to another important question that I wanted to ask you. I know that you have a very big team. So if it's okay with you to share with my audience, uh, you know, the first hires, why those were the first hires and then how you skilled from there and uh, your thought, you know, behind it. Sure. Uh, so I do run a very large PR firm right now. We have 55 employees across two offices and some remote, uh, but it wasn't always obviously that size. So I'm going to do my best to systematize which hires you should make in what order so that you can scale correctly. Because if you try and replace, say, yourself as the primary marketer first, you're probably going to fail and you're going to spend all your money in the wrong places. So hopefully your listeners can follow this roadmap so that you can scale correctly. You don't make any of the wrong hires because that can destroy a company too. Yeah. Uh, and you can free yourself up from doing stuff that you're not good at. Uh, and that's kind of where I think we should start is looking at your specific skill set as an entrepreneur and as a leader. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have a business partner who is 50-50 with me and his strengths are my weaknesses. I am a badass marketer and I'm very good at lead generation, building automations, systems, uh, and inspiring. Whereas my partner loves the legal, the accounting, the HR, the management. Uh, some people get off on that stuff. I, I don't really understand it. But it's important to think about what are your strengths as an entrepreneur? What do you like to do? What are your superpowers? In most cases, I'd say entrepreneurs are talented at the marketing and the selling. And I think those are two of the most important skill sets to start with. You don't want to hire out for marketing and sales first. First, you want to hire out somebody who's going to execute your service for you. If you're trying to wear all of the hats and you're selling, say, a course or you're selling coaching or you're selling uh, marketing services, the first thing that you're going to want to do is hire help to execute on that service, whether it's support staff for your course, your group, whether it's somebody to help manage those clients, talk to them day to day, give them updates and reports. You want to lighten that load first to give yourself more time to building the brand marketing, and selling. After you've done that, and you've basically outsourced your entire operations, the service side of the business, the next step is to hire someone to help you out on the sales end. Because it's very hard to scale if your calendar is packed Monday through Friday, 
with sales calls, you're doing proposals, you're following up with everybody. You need to hire someone else to help you out on the sales end. After you've got those two key people in place, and it might be multiple people per mm -hmm. department, you might need three people for ops. You might need two people for sales, but yeah. do those first. Once you've got that handled, then I think it's time to start taking the other stuff very seriously. The HR, the accounting, the legal. At this point, I think you're big enough to open yourself up to some liability. You yeah. want to have your, your clients on, on airtight contracts. When you're starting, you're probably going to be going through these disputes. You're going to be going through these legal questions. Uh, and it's important to have people in place to diffuse that off of you. You want to not be the first person in line to put out the fire. Yeah. If there's a real fire, that's always going to be you. But there's a lot of small fires that your team's going to be able to put out before you. So someone to help with billing, accounting, HR, legal. That can be the same person. Finally, you're going to need help in marketing. Uh, good marketers are hard to find. And the way that I've looked at it as a, as a, a leader of the, a large company is I want to find people who are eager to learn, maybe have some, uh, some experience in marketing, and then I want to teach them. I want to mold them. I want to put them through studies to do the things that I need them to do, whether that be SEO or Google Ads. And I love working with vendors. That's another thing I'd love to add here. Specific, specialized vendors. We have one person that does our Facebook ads. We have another person that does our Google ads. We have another person that does our YouTube ads. We have one person that does our video editing, one person that does our graphic design. These are not full-time employees. These are vendors, contractors that we have fine-tuned and screened over the process of many projects and many contractors. So utilize these. There's a lot of great, easy ways to find them. Onlinejobs.ph, Upwork, Fiverr. They're everywhere. They're looking for work. You can oftentimes get them cheaper. And a lot of times overseas, depending on the task that you're trying to accomplish, use these people. Absolutely. That was a, wow, what a breakdown. Thank you so much about how detailed that was. And something I find very interesting is that I hear a lot because we also consult on building remote teams is that people want to find one person that takes care of as many things as possible. Right. It goes literally, it's diametrically <laughs> like opposed to what you just talked about, which makes so much more sense. Get someone that knows how to do Google ads and they do it eight hours a day because they're going to know every single nook and cranny about that specific uh, thing. If you hire someone that is there just to do marketing, so from the landing page all the way to Google, Facebook ads, Instagram, TikTok, they're of course going to sacrifice, you know, yeah. uh, depth, knowledge and depth for ability to do whatever you tell them to do. And so that's- And I'll be honest with you. I just yeah. sorry to cut you off there. No, no. If you're looking for somebody who's going to replace you, who's going to know Google ads, Facebook ads, web development, SEO, and they're going to be decent at all of those things, you're not going to be able to hire that individual. The they're only person who, who should be qualified in all those areas is you. Uh, and a lot of people I think do get their- their head in the clouds when they're looking for good marketers. They do not exist at the price point you're probably willing to pay them as an employee. Yeah. If you can do all of those things, you're probably crushing it in your own business. I, I told my wife the other day, she said, oh, I don't understand why your VA was not able to do blah, blah. I was like, listen, if she was really able to do that, she'd probably own her own business. And Yeah, she wouldn't be my VA, believe me. <laughs> Exactly. But listen, another question I wanted to ask you is uh, automation. Uh, everything about AI, we, we were talking about this before we pressed the record button and it's something that's absolutely important in any business. But if you're trying to run a lean startup, a lean business as uh, as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, 
this is definitely going to make or break their business if they do it well at the very beginning. So can you tell me more about it? A hundred percent. I'm glad we're on this topic. I run a company with 55 employees. We're doing eight figures per year. And my highest value in my time, my priority project right now is implement AI across our business in any way that I possibly can. And I have found some unbelievable ways to in implement AI across multiple different departments in our company. I'm happy to go into a couple. I'll talk about some exciting ones that yeah, uh, solopreneurs and entrepreneurs can probably implement right now that are really exciting. Uh, the first, you need Zapier that connects ChatGPT to just about anything that you're doing in your business, your CRM. You need to learn how to use this tool. Uh, again, this is a, a skill that you need to learn as an entrepreneur. You can hire somebody to help once you understand it, but it's something that I think you need to dig in and learn. And if you learn Zapier, and you learn the capabilities of ChatGPT, the world is your oyster. So some of the really cool things that we're doing with AI right now, we've essentially replaced our inbound sales team. So an interested email comes into our inbox. ChatGPT will read that email, come, come up with a response based on a prompt that we give it. You are a sales assistant for a public relations company. I want you to read this email and respond with the goal of getting them to book a call, a call with our, our sales team. Here are the FAQs for our company. Read this. And if they ask any questions, use this to respond to that question. And not only is it, I mean, a million times faster than a human, but the responses are better and it looks organic and it can have a conversation in the same Gmail thread. They don't even know they're talking to an AI. Yeah. And this extends beyond Gmail. We're doing this in text message. We're doing this in Facebook messenger, Instagram messenger. All of this is attached to ChatGPT through Zapier and our CRM. It is unbelievably powerful, and this can replace 10 employees, and it's infinitely scalable. So if you can figure this stuff out, man, you're going to be light years ahead. Uh, what we're using in our marketing team is promotion across all the social media platforms. So the one or two areas of content that we take very seriously are our YouTube channel and our blog. Once we post on our YouTube channel, that video is transcribed and run through ChatGPT to turn it and contextualize it into a tweet, into a LinkedIn post, into a short form video script, yeah. into a Facebook post and automatically publish to all of those platforms. So all we have to do is post on YouTube or post a blog. And this Zapier automation is gonna run. It's like a nine or 10 step automation. And it's going to come up with content based on that single, single trigger for all of those platforms and publish it automatically. Absolutely incredible stuff. That's that's absolutely fantastic. What I find is that a lot of people are starting to understand that they can use it for content creation. I have seen some awful prompts that people have created to just put together these, you know, yeah. cookie cutter uh, blog posts, like 500 word blog posts. But yeah, just to, so now that the baseline is, you know, people understand ChatGPT, understand AI. Now the ones who are able to actually do what you're saying to master it, really, that's a different story. Um, Jay, I actually wanted to ask you another question regarding your business uh, before we wrap this up. Is there something exciting that you want to share with our audience about your business, something that's coming down the pike? Sure, would love to. Uh, so our we're, we're the best in the industry at public relations. And my goal as uh, the, the leader of the company, as someone who focuses on business development, is to continue to develop more arms of the company to serve all of the customers that we have. PR is something that does not apply to everyone. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to build some credibility, cool, you buy some articles, you put them on your sales pages, you're done. 
Most of our, our clients are bigger companies that have acquisitions. They're releasing new products. They're running events. Uh, we represent Alibaba, for example. We represent several members of the U.S. Congress. These are people who need ongoing PR. These are our, our, our target clients. But most of the people we talk to don't apply to that. And we can't really help them with our, with our traditional model beyond getting them an article or two. So one thing that we launched two months ago, it's called otterlead.com. We're doing B2B lead generation for entrepreneurs, for anyone who's in the coaching, consulting, or agency space. If you sell to businesses, we will generate leads for you. And we have three models that we're doing. Pay per lead, flat rate for a system that we manage, or a built-for-you system. We'll build everything. We'll hand you the keys, teach you how to use it. Uh, that's been insanely successful. We've been able to help a lot of really great agencies and consultants with this service. Uh, so something really exciting that might pertain to your audience. If you're interested, feel free to send us an email. Absolutely, Jay. That's fantastic. And of course, I am sure 100% that my listeners want to know more about you, your company, what you guys do. So where can people find you online? So actually, I uh, split my content into two separate accounts. You, we talked about my medical background. I still, I still maintain that very near and dear to my heart. So if you're interested in that stuff, Instagram, Dr. Jay Feldman. If you want to connect with me more on marketing and on business, CMO Jay Feldman. I respond on both accounts and I'm happy to, to have that conversation. Just let me know you found me here. All right, perfect. Jay, again, thank you so much for being in the Remote CEO Show. I'm looking forward to having you back in the future, but in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. Same here, brother. Happy Monday. Thank you. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again, and I will talk to you again soon.